0: Welcome to Nerds on Hip Hop, the home for talking about all the nerdy stuff that you care about, rap, anime, video games, K-dramas, all of it's fair game. And this is a special, special episode that the greatest co-host had cooking in the back of her head, so I'm going to have her slave levels. And we got a great, great special guest who's giving us their time in this crazy heat, (laughs) I will. So I'll I'll allude it to the greatest co-host.
1: I'm just happy I'm the greatest co-host now because few episodes, <laughs> <first> co <co-host. laughs> so yeah. I've, I've got I've come up. But,
0: it's um, a full completed. character arc, is what I called it.
1: Ah, okay, all right. Completed the arc. Okay. Um. So after my, my now I've had my redemption arc. Um. So this episode is about the K drama fan space. Um something I kind of thought about just as a fan of like comic books, anime, video games, and like other um, things, you know, sci-fi, and just kind of realizing that K-dramas, I think is the only fan space I've been in part of that. I haven't really had to deal with anything like Gamergate, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, you know, um, there's not much gatekeeping, you know? I think from what I've seen, the majority of fans are women, majority of like comments creators are women like most of them yeah creators um so yeah so i just felt like it was a very inclusive space for you know women who are nerds and i just wanted to kind of explore that a little bit so reached out to carolyn um who was our guest and hey let her introduce herself but yeah super excited to have her she's a fellow drama and so hi
2: Hi guys my name is carolyn Hayes. i'm a film critic um Guest, so I am also a TV critic, a podcaster. I co host the podcast. So, here's what happened with Manisha Campbell, and it's web hosted by the But Why Do community. And I talk about film, TV shows, and K dramas. Uh, this is what we're here to talk about today. So, when I got this invitation from Victoria, I was like, Yes! <laughs>
1: any outlet to
2: discuss gay dramas. any outlet, I talk about it regularly on Twitter
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, see, we've seen all your great screenshots
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, all the screenshots I'm referencing is I'm like, for research purposes I'm like, <laughs> I don't need any these but I'm like, I'll use this as a legitimate excuse, <laughs> for any for research purposes I'm going to be watch Goblin, otherwise not Goblin, Delonian, Great God sorry, my boo, my bae my boo thing, gone you and came and you don't walk. I'm like, oh. ugh. <laughs> my, it's my perfect kid
1: drama. Any excuse to look at Gotham? Do, Any, <laughs> Any
2: excuse. I really don't even need an excuse, honestly. I, I just I was like, I like, think just this one thing. Like, I have a legitimate reason. I'll just, you
1: know.
0: Legit research. I believe it. I mean, you, who needs an excuse? It's all research. It's all research here. I
2: know. I'm like, that's what I say all the time. I'm gonna need K-dramas are very informative. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise.
1: I completely agree. I learned so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, guess, so my thing for you is, I want to know, like, how did you get into K-dramas in the first place? And I, I guess I'll give my story afterwards. Yeah.
2: Um, well, for me, it's kind of like a back and forth thing. Because, like, years ago, because I'm originally from Barbados. I live in Toronto now. But years ago, we used to take Korean dramas, used to show on some of the... Um, I think we, we call them cable, but back when it was called S C V or Direct TV, and we used to, if you picked up some your channel, like depending on what direction your antenna is facing, you could get a, you could pick up international channels. And periodically, while I was like at my hairdresser, we used to see Korean dramas. So I see the dramas showing on TV while we waiting to get my hair done. So that was like when it was like between ten and fourteen. But then like we stopped I stopped being able to watch them, so I hadn't watched them for years, and then. Um, I would say probably late twenty seventeen. Yeah, late twenty seventeen, early twenty eighteen, I was like I love Korean films and I love Asian films and cinema and I and I covered them as a, as a film critic. And I was like, you know let me just get back into Korean dramas, like I mean like really build into it and I the first one I started watching was Stronger Dubangsu. And I actually watched like one or two episodes and then I stopped because I couldn't get into how their they filmed their shows. A lot of their shows, especially their, their wrong coms are filmed very differently in like the fact they use sound effects. They use literal like filters, like how you would do Instagram filters. Like they yep. add actual Instagram filters, emoticons, and it was like, What is going on? You're chickens fucking and dogs barking and like there's no dogs and like for no reason and I couldn't get into it. So I was like, Okay, I'm not gonna give it up. I'm gonna go watch something else. Um so then I watched Black.
1: Mm.
2: this Song Hun. Oh, this man. And that one is darker because it's more, it's more mysteries. Um, it has a bit of sci-fi like, elements. It's horror. I guess it's a little bit of horror. It has, it's a lot of genres in one, but that one was more serious and it got me, and it still had like the sound effects and stuff, but yeah, they come in at the most random things, but it was easier for me to actually get into it. So then I watched, um, Sam Dung also starting Samsung Hunt. And then I went back into, then I went back to watch Stronger Monster, And then it was able to like really, Get into it, and there's actually a thing that I saw the other day it was my first. I'm like I've fallen into like a K drama hole, and I don't want to get back <laughs> up. And like from there on, I'm like I've been I'm like a devout K drama fan. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: hilarious. Yeah, I, think I have a similar story. So I got in heavily after all. So I obviously I was into anime, and then I started watching like Japanese dramas. And then one of my old roommates, I told her like about the Japanese dramas about like some anime, and she was like, "Oh, you might like Korean dramas." So she just she suggests um, about boys or flowers to me. But, I hate
2: uh, that
1: so. I know. We talked about this. It's just so funny. I get though. I get why. Like one of my best friends hates it also for like Lehman Ho's character and just like how much of a jerk he is. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm just a terrible person. And I, I, I,
2: sorry. <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> why? Well, it does have, um, it does have, oh my gosh, one of the most popular K-drama actors, uh, Wan Bin. Is it one big?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That
2: plays the lead, right? Yeah. Um he's like one of the most famous people actors. I think he's a good looking man. He's aged well. Wow. But I hate his character. I hate most of the characters in that show. Even the female leader, like, girl, have some more pride in yourself. Like, yeah, she's cool. Cool.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, but from that I was like hooked. Just from like I think just the like the cliffhangers and just like the fast pace of it all, like there was no like oh, like, we're going to try and stretch this out or milk anything. It was just, like, straight to it. So from mm-hmm. that, I just started watching other shows and just got addicted. And this was, like, 2010. Um, but I think in the past, like, three or four years, I, I've kind of fallen off um, and try slowly getting back into it. So, like, my, my one back into it also was Stronger grow which is funny. Um, and I also, like, watched the first two episodes and it was like, eh, too much. <laughs> okay, yeah. to Until, like, this lady who works at the front desk of my job was like, oh, you need to watch it. Like, that show, like, has me laughing. And I went back and watched it. Loved it. And then, yeah. So, I've been, uh, I've been back on my K-drama thing since then. But,
2: yeah. Yeah. do box, I think, it's a great intro for people. I honestly think it is. But, for me, I was just like, what? But now I totally, I'm, like, totally into, I bought into everything about the whole show.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's quirky in the best ways.
0: So one of the things I've always been curious about is like, have you guys always seen K drama as nerdy or not? Like, is that for
2: me, it is okay. Like, I nerd I nerd out about K dramas the same I nerd out about film, watching action films, sci fi. um I love I love most genres of film and television. So for me, I do it the same. It's the same collections like the Killjoys, Star Trek for sci fi. I love K dramas for the romance politics so they have they discussed like politics really well um the fashion my god the fashion is so gonna be so they're like, fire people know how to dress. all the adulterated and, but,
0: fashion icons for sure
2: listen they know how to dress my goodness um but yeah i nerd up i nerd out about these things the same as people as i nerd out about action films and all this kind of stuff so for me it is nerd right yeah and
1: i think i kind of compare it a lot to anime in a way where it's it's a a medium of sorts where you can have different kind of genres within it, but mm-hmm. also that you can kind of nerd out about and kind of be a part of this niche group that, you know, that's a fandom, a fandom like a niche fandom, yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it, it, it is something to me, and the same how we learned a lot of things, because I just recently... I probably won't get into it, but, like, manga, because, like, my co-host, Lanisha she's strong, she's, like, strongly into manga, so she knows a lot about manga history,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and about the different properties, and, like, for our for our podcast, like, I talk a lot about K-dramas, because, like, for our podcast, we talk about film, TV, and books, and we give recommendations, mm-hmm. and we give separate recommendations, and lately, I've been talking a lot about K-dramas, right. and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to lean into this, and this is something that I'm talking about, and I think it a, it's the same way we can talk about mangas and comics or whatever, I can talk about K-dramas. So, like a lot of the recommendations I've been giving the last few months have been the shows, right? And I've been trying to make them more accessible, like, in particular, given the ones that are available on US Netflix. Because I'm in Canada, I, I realize we actually get oh, some right. of the shows better. And I also go, I also go on websites like speaking dot com and Jumoku, but I try to be like, you know, try not to give illegal streaming <laughs> <laughs> recommendations. So I stick to Netflix. <laughs>
1: probably yeah, good practice. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah I think that makes a lot of sense like just recommending and then just the other thing about like a lot of gay dramas too I don't recognize it a lot of them are based on manga mm-hmm. yeah they are across that as well like Boys or flowers you know yeah but um city Hunter like a few others like mm-hmm. there's, a lot, there's definitely a connection there as well.
2: Yeah a lot of them are based on Japanese manga mm-hmm. on Thai shows um Chinese shows a lot of a lot of the Asian dramas in particular whether they're from Thai. Taiwan, from Thailand, Taiwan, China, Japan, Korea, um, South Korea. A lot of them are based on novels, graphic novels, comics, and um, so. And there's a lot of it is, and also webtoons. So the thing that for me is, it may seem like they're remaking a lot of stuff, but the way how they make them is that a lot they add a lot of their own cultural spin on the story, so that actually makes them more fresh. So that I can watch. Um, I think it's the witch's romance that was done by both Korea, Thailand, and Taiwan. And those three, and, it, and when you watch them, there's something different about each of them. So it's not like you're, you're watching technically the same storyline, but, like, a lot of stuff they add is different. So to me, it doesn't get stale. It just has to do something to the execution, like the directing and acting might not be as good in one version as in the other. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it's the same for me. I think I typically tend to enjoy Korean dramas. I think I've tried to watch, like, Taiwanese dramas, like, that were the same story, and it just, like, mm. have the same, like...
2: Yeah. I, I, I find that for Chinese dramas I find it gravitate more to like the action and the mm. mystery. So like one that I watched real brief, like, early last this year was um Dr. Qing Medical Examiner. And there's like so it's kinda like Sherlock or um, um or elementary but as a medical for a medical examiner. So that was interesting. Right.
1: Yeah. So yeah, so I think Definitely agree that it's a nerdy thing, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, so I think the baseline. I think just because <laughs> I didn't want to get into this conversation, and it's like, well, hey, dramas are nerdy. If I mean, we think we make a strong argument, like you can nerd out to it, it's based on <laughs> <black> <laughs> anime a lot, which is considered nerdy, you know, for sure.
2: Like, if anyone follows my tweets, they can <laughs> 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 they can see how much I nerd and it's not only about looking at the actors, they always do. Like, I like to discuss, like, I talk about the storyline and, like the, like, the one for, we were talking just before we started recording, like, we started re-watching Goblin, which is legit, my favorite, favorite Grammar. and I was, and I'm tweeting about it, but I'm also talking about the aesthetics and the things that I like about it, and for, uh, from a visual perspective, and I'm giving, like, facts about the show and stuff, so for me, it's not only about all the story things, and, like, as a film critic, I look at things, like, from a critical, critical perspective, professionally, but that's also just who I am as a, like, a watcher of television, like, I mm. I keep sort of enjoy stuff, but I just naturally gravitate to certain things, like, I always pay attention to lighting and set design and wardrobe and how that plays into the story, right? So, for me, it's the same as Kate Bramish. But like, if, if they ever do, I, I, if anyone ever wants, like, critical analysis of Kate dramas, I do it. That's what I started doing, too, right? I started writing, like, um, I started writing, like, blog posts that gives like, reviews for the dramas, but it's not like I don't do like episode episode reviews. I just give like an overall review of this show and then to say like why I personally fight connect to them and how they discuss the stories and like how they deal with the storylines. Like the most recent one I did is I did the first half for something no for one spring night which is currently showing which just came out on Netflix on the twelfth I think for you guys. And and I got it, and like the this, this, the show deals very well to me about how women are expected to compromise when it comes to relationships, and yeah, it deals with how that is in Korean society, but it also applies internationally to because too, because women are expected to settle and to compromise just because the guy is there. They're like, you're you're dating him, so you should be glad. Like she's like, no, I'm unhappy. I'm gonna go and look for someone mm-hmm. who appeals to me and who wants me for me, right? And so they they handle that story very well, and they talk about domestic violence. And, like, how women living in a patriarchal society, right? So, for me, it's, like, yes, it's entertaining, but I also look for, like, deeper meanings to the stories and, like, examine them as
0: well. And I think that's important for the audience to hear, is, like, the critical analysis is always there. And I think that, like, hearing you, like, go into the minutiae of that from your, like, film background, like, I think that, at least for me, that is always riveting to hear.
2: Yeah, I, I just think it's important because especially when you because when, as a I, as a black woman growing into the Caribbean, living in North America, I'm surrounded I've always been surrounded by people of color. And especially in Canada, like right, it's I'm surrounded very ethnically and multiracial and multiracial um society. So like I'm accustomed to like hearing like Korean and Chinese and Mandarin and, and Tagalog and like different languages, right? And different dialects, like in in Barbados like you're amazing that living in Toronto. I hear Jamaican, Solution, Trinidadian, right? So, like, for me, watching foreign shows and foreign films is almost natural. And I always try to promote it. And for me, like, I'm trying to promote, I use, like, K-dramas. It's, like, to promote, like, watching films and shows from other cultures mm-hmm. is important, right? And, like, lo- the thing with K-dramas is they actually lead me to watching Korean films. And to me, Korean films have some of the, and even cinema in general, have some of the best, storylines, directing, editing, cinematography, action like, some of the best action films are Asian I and mean, made in Asia, right? And, like, their original stories, like, one of the best ones I've seen, I also have people that is The Suspect, which stars Gong Yu from Goblin, and this has one of the best chase sequences ever, like, American wishes it could, all right? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, we have, and like, we have, like, some of the infernal affairs, one, two, and three, is like one of the best action series ever made, all right? Like you know, like The Departed is actually based right. on Infernal Affairs, right? And like, like they do have their own cinema, they have their own, their own way of filming, and they have their own stories. And a lot of people are afraid to watch frontal films. I'm like, please, get past the whole idea of reading subtitles. Like, they when we when they when we show films in Asia, they have to either do listen to um dubs read subtitles and they don't complain all United Americans, especially white people complain <laughs> about reading subtitles like come on
0: and we know where that could come from a little bit Exactly.
2: it's, it's racism people it's racism <laughs> <laughs> which brings us to our other <laughs> <laughs> it's like racism and misogyny black mm-hmm. have to
1: deal with all the time <laughs> How is it like being a fan of like you know sci-fi and you know now you're getting into manga versus like being a fan of K-dramas? Like as a fan, it's by itself, and as a black woman, I guess how is those
2: experience as a fan, like as you mentioned earlier, like for K-dramas, so they come in very like a lot of different subgenres because there's Korean drama. That's their that's the umbrella title for the genre, but within that, you have action, you have uh, mystery, you have horror, you have drama, you have rom com, you have dramedies,
1: mm-hmm. you
2: have um what's the supernatural and then there's action, then there's political, then there's and there's a lot of drama and there's every there's something for everyone in my opinion. And as a fan, like that that's it for me, right? Like I, I know I can find something that can appeal to me. And then as a black woman, even though there's like the amount of people of color apart from Koreans to find is very small, but they are making changes, incremental changes, because there are more, I think more people of color from other country ethnicities, are moving into South Korea. Like, there's right. quite a few, like, if you go on YouTube, there's a lot of, like, um, black YouTubers that go to South America, South, what to South mm-hmm. Korea to teach at the English villages. Mm-hmm. and sometimes that's good and sometimes that's bad because, uh, to be honest, I feel a lot of them go there just to, like, use it as a background to become famous as a YouTuber, and to me that's bad because, like, you're, like, if you watch all these videos, it's, like, actually, like, yes, software is a homogeneous society, and, like, they are not learning how to get used to and accepting, like, black people for instance, and that's okay because that happens in, like, most homogenous societies, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, it's a fact of life. But when you go there and you're like, I'm going to discuss only all the negative things, I'm like, what are you really there for? Right? But there are now changes being made. And like, there's a few of the YouTubers who have actually gotten into acting and I've seen, I can't remember his name, I think it's Luke, I think, but I've seen him in a couple K, K dramas. And it's a small bit part, but like, that's still better than than films, than shows you would have seen like five years ago. You would have seen no black person, no adherence. Whatever and oh there's one that just occurred to me um it's one of my favorite ones it is oh my god i just have the name and it's okay. um I, but it does have an, a character from india oh. and he speaks he, he speaks his um his i don't want to say pujamka i don't want to assume what it is but he speaks his, his natural his natural language and he's called Verding, with, with, with the with the Koreans and like they don't oh, speak dope. the same language but they understand, right? And I and like this happens throughout the entire show. And I'm like, I love that. That's Right. Yeah. And I'm gonna try and remember the name of the show. But um but and I think that's beautiful because like when when you watch North American shows, like you're always seeing the person of, of the ethnic person trying to assimilate and trying mm. to fit in and like trying to be for and forcing themselves to speak English to be understood. Where I'm like this is the first time I'm seeing uh, Indian, uh, two people of two ethnic backgrounds speaking to each other because I've seen it happening with us, but it's the first one I've seen it in a show. And like, they're not forcing each other to understand. They're like, "We, can, I understand you, and like, but I may not speak language, but I understand you." And like, it's a beautiful. To me, it's beautiful to see.
0: That-
1: Is it hmm,
2: I want to be a star on top. No, no, it was the one where he asked. Uh, they were both injured in a building collapse, and, it was, and it was, I was—I'm You know not want anyone up here because I can't
0: have to write about it, actually. Uh, yes, but, uh Do you what? remember the YouTuber's name that you said? You said.
2: Uh, I could be wrong, but I think his name is. Nick. Okay. I could be wrong though, so don't quote me on that.
0: Okay, we won't quote you. We, <laughs> we heard it through the grapevine. You
1: heard it through the grapevine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you know. I haven't. You know. I'm. I'm into comic books, video games, anime as well. And I can't say I've dealt with a lot of, like, misogyny or racism as much, I mean, but I definitely see it in the industries, like, you know, you don't get many black characters, um, at least with comic books and video games. I think anime can be a little bit more understandable since they're coming from a homogenous country, but, you know, it's yeah, getting better too with their depictions of black characters, like, happily, luckily. But I do, I have seen it though, like that, like, you know, other nerds kind of, or other women nerds, you know, having to deal with, you know, gatekeeping and stuff like that. Like, have you ever had to deal
2: with that at all? Were you don't- Uh, no. And I can say this because I also go on Tumblr, so this is where you get a lot of my kids <laughs> on my from, um, from Tumblr, and like, to me, it's a very, um supportive community, like when we talk, like when we go, you can like after shows that once somewhere and post their like mini reviews or like just comments on what happened in an episode and it's all very supportive. And if there is a like a racist comment or a bigoted comment, like people are quick to like correct that mm. person. And they're like, yeah no. So that's something but it's not it's a very I think the community is kind of small because like even though Keno has been around for like dozens of years and it's I think it's now becoming I don't want to say more popular in North America, but from what I'm seeing I think you know, I'm, I'm, well, I think it's becoming more popular now and that's thanks to social media. And but this, and um and interacting with it on Twitter, I'll speak about it on Twitter, like I do meet people from like literally all over the world that comment and they're like, Oh my god, I love this show, oh my god, I love State Damage and it's both men and women are people of different races, right? Right and ethnicity. So I haven't seen any gatekeeping. Um if anything I've seen more people willing to learn about it because, like when I see about it, people are like, Oh, I like I've never watched K drama, like what would you recommend? And I'll and I'll give them like my recommendations and my advice for like um shows and like films to watch and even like K pop because a lot of it goes into like um, yes. because like the O S a lot of the O S are performed by K pop or K pop singers, both from groups and solo artists. So like it to me it's, it's becoming more popular, and I haven't seen any gatekeeping from it. Of course, I am not necessarily on a suffering side. site. I don't know what that looks like from like, a self perspective. Oh,
1: so, yeah. yeah. Have you seen gatekeeping in other fandoms? Like, uh,
2: guess well, yeah. hmm? well, we all know how it is when it comes to like things like anime, especially like, action films. Like, as someone who loves action films and sci like I talk about a lot about action films, and I've had guys in particular like try to correct me and say it or assume that I don't understand what I'm talking about and like when I go to like film festivals or just like meetings and stuff i have men assume I don't know what I'm talking about
1: mm-hmm.
2: and they're always surprised when I like say something I'm like oh I know this film I know this director I can make film references yeah. or like just basically just things just based on my like, observations watching film so I haven't seen any gatekeeping in k but definitely as a woman and as a fat woman,
1: I have seen it in other spaces. Yeah. I think it's the same for me too where I've seen it in these other fandoms but not in K dramas, which is just really interesting to me. I don't know I don't
0: why know do you yeah that's what I was like why do you think the I guess for lack of a better phrasing, like it's more wholesome and welcoming versus other nerdier I experiences I think it's
2: becoming I think it's because it's quote unquote new okay no so like it's not something that the p- typical gatekeepers which are like the white dude bro and the misogynistic men of color or whoever it's not really something that catches their eye and their feelings for them it may not even be and like the only thing that's coming to mind oh it's not like masculine or something mm. i mean, think they are something that if they give an opinion on it's going to sound cool but like, you know if they give like an opinion no matter how ridiculous or erroneous it is Like an action film, they're like, I'm still asserting my masculine. If they give an opinion on sci fi, I I sunk know what I'm doing. But if they try to give an opinion on K drama, like they can't because, like, it's not something that everyone knows. It's kind of niche in a way, right? You know what I mean? Like, people can give, even if they've never seen Star Trek, they can kind of give an opinion on it because they know about it abstractly and they're so part of the social and um, entertainment zeitgeist. They do know about Captain Picard, they know about data. And that kind of stuff, but they can't give an all time comment about Kate Grammer because it will be based on absolutely no kind of factual um, thing. Watch it. Right? That, yeah,
0: that's I a think, great point.
1: That makes sense. Yeah, I think, yeah, like I said, like the community so small. It's like, who would lie about watching <laughs> like, And how can you, right? It's
2: something that's so easily disproved, right? Like,
1: yeah, you really need to know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you really need to know what's going on
1: knows someone when knows, I guess but yeah yeah I think it's definitely part of that and I think another side might be just that I think a lot of people misinterpret K dramas and think that it means soap operas where some of them are
2: soap operas yeah like the old old school ones are soap operas and they want their ones that like, have been on TV for years yeah <laughs>
1: yeah, some of them are for sure but like something like goblin you know i wouldn't mm-hmm. compare it to like general hospital
2: <laughs> you know, like, no I'm i don't like,
1: when i tell people about it, i'm like it's it's just like you know american shows just like Canadian shows just like any other type of shows they're different genres like they just call them k-dramas like yep and like really like dramas are like can be anything can be anything yeah yeah like, drama movie you know could be Bunch of different stuff or, um, yeah but yeah so i think just that title too like will make people assume that it's like targeted towards women maybe Ooh. that's might mm. be it where it's just like oh whatever um but i don't know but even with like the men i've come across who are interested in K dramas, they like i feel like it's just so inclusive too and i think it's what you said it's that small community like you're just happy to find another thing <laughs> i know yeah, yeah, right I don't <laughs>
2: I'm like, friend, anytime someone's on Twitter, like, oh, I love this, I'm like, so how come friends? (laughs) (laughs) It's
0: it's like you guys know each other for years and you're just meeting for the first time,
1: right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like it's. I was actually, um, talking about that with my friend, um, because she's I got her into K drops after I got into it, and like we were talking about it how, like, most of our friendship, like, the first years we only talked about k-dramas it only in the past year have we started really talking about our personal lives because <laughs> like, we really just had that k-drama bond <laughs> and then, like, it was just like oh wait what's going on in your life <laughs> I'm like, how are you i
2: don't know i'm kind of the same way or even for like my uh, for the podcast
1: like
2: i i always the thing about Jennifer, you I always find something to relate to it in real life. Like, I always thought, like, I mentioned, like, once for now, like, how it deals with dating. And, like, it is real life. Like, it's something that you can relate to. It doesn't matter what what country you live in or what culture you live in. Like, you can date, you can understand dating struggles. Right? And as really, women, we can understand how the patriarchy functions. And we can understand sisterhood and female solidarity because it deals with that. And then there's, like, other shows with, like, Clean um, with Passion for Now talks about I can't remember, their, uh, misoph- misophobia, which is like the fear of germs. And like, they, they deal with those kind of things. And like, they're now starting to deal with those things more and more in King Ramos. Like, they're not talking about things like, like mental health and disability. I would love for them to have a character who's permanently disabled. And the reason I say permanently is memories of Alhambra with aung uh, Ben. He was disabled. But like, if you, I don't want to give the plot away, but like, he's disabled and he's not. So like, you have to watch it to understand me. And I love that. I love that we have like a disabled character in a Kate drama, he's the main character, and like that's some, and there's some are making strides in, and that's, uh, and that's one of the reasons I love about it. And I find I always find some way to talk about Kate dramas, and I'm like, at first feel like, this must be so annoying, and I'm like, you know what, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I completely agree, and I would add on to that. I don't know if you meant I think you might have just mentioned it, but I couldn't, remember, I couldn't hear for sure. Um, it's okay, that's love
2: i one. love that one. Yeah, oh I my god tackling
1: like, like mental illness and like mm-hmm. um, yeah that one too
2: yeah yes. yeah so like they, they, they and to me i think they can handle it better then it's not perfect but to me they're more willing to talk about it than North american shows like North american shows always find a way to punch down and even though they're like we were discussing but they always find a way to punch down and make fun of it or make light of it whereas for mm-hmm. me like they feel like they go head on straight into it and um, like for a that's kid, that's all well, they deal with, like mental, um, with people with like what I'm looking for. Yeah. Hmm. I think it's schizophrenia. Yeah. Like, um, one character has schizophrenia. Another person has Tourette's syndrome, which I don't see. You no, know, I've never seen discussed right. on American TV. Yeah. One character had autism, and even the the woman who's a psychiatrist, she talks about her mental health. She was like, "I need a break," and so she talks about the whole. Of being a mental health professional and needing mental health um, check in for herself, right? Yeah. And so I love that.
1: Yeah, and her having like intimacy issues too. Yes. Which is a. Really yes. Fun.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So like, there's I. That's why I said. There's something for everyone, and I, and they think they're learning because a lot of them recently have also been talking about the Me Too movement, and they made a legit saying the Me Too movement and they're applying it to Korean society, or they, if you if you, if you follow K-pop, even abstractly like I do. The Burning Sun scandal, which is where you have K-pop stars and your yeah. managers involved with drugging women and raping women, and they tied, and one of the shows, one of the most recent shows The Fire Feast tied it into that, and they were like making no bones about it, like this, like anyone who's involved in this is trash, right? And like, <laughs> and I love the one thing about K-dramas, they do not care; they will call you out and like trash you, and like they even like, there's even when I watched and the guy who talked about Trump, I was like, oh my god, that's amazing. I was like, basically he called Trump trash. I'm like, I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which show it is. I tweeted I about it, so I'm like, Oh my god. He called Trump out and I called him trash. He's like and they talked about the political system. I'm like, go on. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. So I guess it leads to the next question. I think we've kinda of covered we probably talked about a lot of dramas throughout this whole episode.
2: Yes, you dramas. probably we've referenced a
1: lot. <laughs> yeah. Um what <laughs> drama would you suggest to a first time watcher?
2: Um, okay, so I'm going to, normally I would say Stronger Du Soon, but I'm, I, I think I'm going to give like, um, by genre, because like, it's not that like, that yeah. I said, Stronger Du Soon isn't for everyone immediately because of how it's shot and filmed and acted. Mm-hmm. Um, so for rom-coms, I would definitely say Stronger Du Soon. For um, if you like mysteries and um, sci-fi, I would say Black. If you like uh, thrillers and supernatural, there's one that came out late last year called Ghost Detective. Um, That one is really good with Daniel Choi, or Choi, actually. Um, That one is really well done. And if you like political drama, I would say, um, uh, it has two names. One of them is Secret Force, and it starts at Duna Bay, or Bay Duna, as North America's know her. Yeah, yeah. So she's an owl. Secret Force—that's really good. And if you've ever seen, you know, the document slap kiss, oh. where the guy takes a papala document and slaps this guy across his face it's from that. So, oh. um, and if you like horror, I would also I would recommend Kingdom. It's short; it's six episodes. Every it came out last year on Netflix, and it, ha- it was really big because I even you know, like tweeted it for uh, Saturday Night Sci-Fi, and it's really well done. Um, and like, if you like Train to Busan, you'll definitely love Kingdom. So that's what I would recommend.
1: Yeah. Um, I guess I'll do it be, similarly to you. I'd say if you like, um, action, I'd say Iris. Um, mm. comics, City Hunter. Yeah. Anyone who likes 24, I say they should watch Iris because I've be cool, Yeah. It's on that. Yeah, it's on my list. Yeah. Mm. It's good. Um, rom coms. I would say, um, Descendants of the Sun. I love that one, like.
2: So wait. Question. Let's pause it the sense of the because because I know that's one of, one of the most popular K dramas ever made. Like, I love the OST, I actually have it on my phone, but I haven't watched it yet. So is the sense of the set more rom-com funny, or is it, because it looks serious, like when we look at the clips every, because the set is like set in like a, a country going through war, and everything we look at it, it looks like serious and home but it's actually funny.
1: It is. It is really it's hilarious, actually. It's definitely more rom com, but it has some serious moments. Because it's set like on an army like a harmony Army,
2: army Nakes, right?
1: Yeah. The woman is a doctor and he's a in the army. So like there's yeah, song, song. like serious moments, but like yeah. it's definitely like rom com.
2: Oh, okay. Now so you that know, you never guess I like the clips and a gift I used have seen.
1: Yeah, I think they just chose all the intense <laughs> Yeah.
2: Um
1: but uh, let's see sci-fi, I would say my girlfriend is Gumio. Oh good. that one's really good. Um, yeah, I think and then just general, maybe um Maybe Healer? I have not have seen Healer. Healer's really good. I love Healer.
2: Healer's so good. I love Healer. Uh, hey boo, hey bae, hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> Uh yeah, no, those are some great recommendations. I've heard of that one and I know another one that people talk about a lot is Signal.
1: I've heard a lot about that too.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh I was just thinking if I was to recommend something that's action, um uh priest so I mean, is actually really funny, but it has a like, great actions and sequences, and also Lawless Lawyer. So that one is really that one has some great like sequences and it is it funny but like, the, it's because of the characters it's not like there's funny story, a story like, but it's just like a lot of the actors are like comical and like things they say and that stuff
1: there's one I've been wanting I will say just the one thing about K-dramas too I, they just get me with the name sometimes like there's a show called Vampire Prosecutor which I haven't watched like the fact that it's called Vampire Prosecutor I'm like I need to watch yeah. the show because that just sounds amazing
2: it's true. Some of the names are like thing, like fiery priest. I'm like, what the heck is going on? This, this. literally literally priest that will like beat you. Like he, he beats people down. Like he has no problems. Like because he was a, he was a, um, a special operative, right? Special ops operative, and he, he became a priest, and like he's like literally just the justice, <laughs> and it's hilarious. That's <laughs> kind of hilarious. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, but that's one of the things I love about, Um, I, I think. For me, another thing I love about K-dramas is even in the most serious plot, there's always something that makes me laugh. Whether it's mm-hmm. someone saying something completely random.
1: Yeah.
2: Or like <laughs> like, like expressions on people's faces. Like people say someone the person looking at me, like, what the hell are you talking about? And it's like it's supposed to be like ass serious, but it's like <laughs> And I love that, right? It's like, it, it won't happen in films, but in the K-dramas, it's like, even like, someone can be done, and they don't be like, they have something to say, and then they like, just like, uh, just, I just love K-dramas for that. And they switch tones so quickly. Like, they, they I think, are masters at balancing tones, like, balancing serious and comedy at the same time. It yeah.
0: it can feel like whiplash sometimes. I in the, I think it was two episodes ago. She got me to watch uh, Memories of Alhambra, and I was like, there are moments yeah. where I'm just like, wait, hold on. We were just <laughs> in one space, and it just like throws me in a loop. So it's like it can yeah. take a little to get used to sometimes. It does take. It
2: does take, uh, take off. Like, for instance, um, for Goblin, Goblin. I think this is one of reasons I love Goblin so much. Um, there's a scene where they're like crying, right? It's like Ganya's character and. And his, and his female lead, um, Kim on like, they have this really intense scene, and they're both crying and emotional, and they have tears in my eyes, and then she says something, he's like, but wait, what? <laughs> and, like, the toll sheet immediately, and it doesn't, it's, like, total went fast, but it doesn't feel forced, and it doesn't feel unnatural, it's just, like... Mm,
0: through good dialogue.
2: Right, it's just, like, just through dialogue on facial expressions, and, like, everything, they go from, like, complete devastation and emotional this um, despair to, like what the hell just happened? And then you just roll with it, right? And I love it. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. And like, and yeah, and like you mentioned Memories of Alhambra. I think that show, the ending was not my favorite. I hate the ending. Like, I think the I feel like, I, I was telling my friend Esther, I feel like, they forgot about human Bin Ben, and they were like, oh, shoot, crap, we need to film the ending. I called him in, and say, can you be on set for like, five minutes and stand here in the shadows and silhouette? And like, to me, they give too much time to the side characters, but that show, that show has a like stunning... Cinematography and uh, VFX, like cinema grade VFX, like the the, the scenes with the, the with the virtual reality game were sensational, flowing, like
1: and just like that show for me, it was the first time in a while I really felt like like suspense, like it was mm. really suspenseful, like the whole time, and not like in a like scary, well, was a scary way, but like. Not like, you know, pop out, jump scary, but just like, I'm like, oh my God. Like, I, I like got his fear.
2: Mm hmm. The stress. Um, Ghost Detective is like that. Ghost Detective is, it, it's scary, but it's more like tension. And like, the, and like the actress that plays the main antagonist, she's a great, she did great. I'm like, bitch, I hate you. But also, you scared, scared me just a bit too much. <laughs> and there's one I'm watching now called um, Partnership for Justice. I'm watching the second season. And the guy that they have saying the antagonist, he's great. Like, he, no, I don't want to spoil it, but what well, he does with his character is like, really good. And I think that that's, like, like, the thing, I think for me, a lot for the thing with K-Dramas also is the acting. His acting is really good. And a lot of people are, like, dismiss these actors and their characters, but, like, they do stuff that would get America's Oscar nominations. No lie. Real
1: tears. Like, <laughs> Their crying
2: skills are on another level. You're yeah. I me? I, I feel more <laughs> emotional watching Kate okay, Brahma that most of these films I get
0: nominated for Oscars. Oh, for sure. <laughs> that that's And then there, there are ways that people interact where just like, regular actors couldn't do it. Like, I, my friends got me to watch Cheese in the Trap and I'm like, how do you tell someone to act like how she's experienced? Like, I don't know what you tell her. And it's like, yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I haven't watched She's in the Trap but I I, I heard about the animal like him but I know a lot of people love that one um, but yeah. but um, so like yeah I was like what's I mean, one I'm thinking about I would say Ghost Detective because the thing with Ghost Detective so guessing yeah, from the name it's like he's a ghost but the way how the other actors how they have to film these scenes with him and then with him not being there and they have to follow through with emotions each time. So, like so as a viewer, we see one perspective where they're talking to him and they're interacting, and then we have to see from their perspective where he's like where the other people are looking on and he's not there. And the actors are like have to be on cue and like perfect in like in the continuation and then like the action. I'm like this shit is perfect. And they follow through and like it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like you're being taken out because I think the acting is like superb and like something might not let like go of that because there's a part where. Like they take on the storyline just a bit too long. Like I feel that I felt I think they could have cut it by one episode. But like props to the actors and the director. Like they did a fantastic job. I think gonna check that
1: out. That sounds great. I see it's on. though yeah. so.
2: it's on. Yeah, it's on Vicky because I watch most of my dramas on Vicky so camera com. But Vicky's one is editor, so Vicky dot com. dot
1: Yeah,
2: I miss I miss drama fever. Darn you, W B. Darn you.
1: I think about that too. I was just like that was the end of an era because <sighs> drama people was great for like it was like the Netflix, but it was specifically for K dramas and it was free. Yeah. It was free. I, you know, I, ad for, for like, no ads, but it was free too. So it's just like like the quality of Netflix for free, and it's just like all K dramas. Yeah,
2: and you know, pissed me off about Dumb Dynasty* getting canceled is when I found out why it got canceled because it got bought by WB and the guys, the execs, they put in charge of it. They're the ones who are like, I don't see the value in this. And we're like, chop, drop it. Yeah, so this is what happens when you have white people, especially white men, in charge of things that they don't understand or see the value in, and you lose that. Like, I was so pissed about that. But of course, of course, two white men are going to chop a service like this because they don't see the value in in Korean dramas. Of course. I mean, just like, don't
1: they see Netflix
2: like buying all these Korean dramas? I know, right? I've been been there. I'm like, (laughs) <laughs> they don't belong. the right to them. Come on now. I... Well,
0: Yeah. What could have been? I
2: you Drama Fever. Did I first first watch Goblin. with my Drama Fever.
1: Mm, okay. How could I watch Goblin? I don't even Maybe a not so legal site.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I she's a big she is a pirate queen, so I don't put it past her. I don't, I don't know.
2: <laughs> you're not going to be dragging into any of this right.
1: what's a pirate
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know fully accredit is like
1: right yeah <laughs> I think we gave a lot of great dramas to watch for anyone who is interested in and I think even for people who probably are interested in it because there's always going to be a drama you haven't seen yet yep.
2: mm, always always
1: People bring me some, I'm just like, oh, I have to watch that. Well, that
2: oh, that sounds interesting. And there's new ones coming out literally every week. There's, oh, we didn't talk about this, but like the structure of K dramas, like most K, oh. you have the daytime dramas, which are the ones that show, uh, which are serialized.
0: Mm-hmm. And then you
2: have somewhat, some that are longer, like Sky Castle, which are, they sure needed it, but most of the ones that we're watching are the ones that come over on like weeknights um, in South Korea. And I think the beauty in K dramas is how they're structured. So they, most of them are from 60 to twenty to thirty-two episodes, and I think the beauty in that is that it allows the writers and the director and the crew and the cast to fully commit to the story. They they know where it's going, they know how it's going to start, how it's going to end, and it gives to me it gives gives better a for better production quality because they already know what their budget's going to be. It gives for definitely better writing because. The writers already have a full idea of where their story is going to end, and it's not going to drag on necessarily. Well, some shows, depending, because so sometimes there's like split episodes, but like generally, I'm gonna say like ninety-five percent of the time, they end. They have solid endings because they like we know we have 16 episodes for this story. In we're gonna give you a beginning, middle, and end, and you get your conclusion, and that's it. No ifs ands, that's about it. No, no leaving the fans wondering what happens next. Depending, memories of a hammer. I think they get a part two, but. But, like, I think that's it's what allows for good storytelling. Like, I wish most of, I, I, would what I want this system to be picked up in, um, like, my studios, to some extent. I got to think about it. Because, like, we have shows that going on for six, seven, eight, nine, ten seasons, and, like, 80% of it is trash because a mm-hmm. lot of it, the, the writers and the showrunners don't know what to do with the characters, and they just, like, sing lots of notes money from like the nice. studios right it's all about making money mm-hmm. and i think that's what says to me apart from our western and north american productions that's why i've been watching more because i to me the stories are better the acting is better and like you can tell the care about the story whereas like for north american tv shows it's like are you going to end anytime soon mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: right yeah i completely agree i think that's what drew me to it too just having that beginning middle end and just like knowing like this is the like This is the show. Like, there's no like, there's not gonna be any more. There's not even though I want more a lot of the Mm times, but like you know, like the ending you're getting is the ending that's gonna be it. And then you go go to another show. I think that that makes it a lot more enjoyable in a way because, like you said, like the writers they give you Mm -hmm. you the full story and yeah,
2: yeah. And it, and it also, like, yeah, it is just emotionally, some who leaves us emotionally devastated at the end, like, you're like, how could you? You're like, my heart has been ripped out and stuffed up on the ground. <laughs> but you at least know, like, I don't have to worry about these characters, you don't have to worry about what will next season bring, you're like, there is no next season. And if they do give, some shows do get, like, second and third seasons, is, is gonna be again better quality, better writing, better acting because they again still know where the story's gonna end, right? And so I think that's the to me that's the brilliance of King dramas and like the Korean um their industry. That's I think the way they structure it, it's brilliant.
1: Yeah, I kinda wish there would be more Western shows like that. There's I forgot what um which show I watched recently and I was just like this should have just been one season and it would have been fine. Um I can't remember what it was. I think it was a Netflix show.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was just like, there was no reason for a second season. I think it was, mm-hmm. I can't remember it. But yeah, um, but even just something like 13 Reasons Why, I'm like, it did not need a second season. It definitely doesn't need a third season. Mm-mm. But as one season, it would have been a great, it's a great show. And like, that could have been any middle end and it's done. Yeah. Yeah. But then there's also shows Um, The Good Doctor. I'm curious what they do about it. It's on think, ABC now and it's based on a K-drama. Mm-hmm curious how they um, how they're
2: going to manage that I think I watched all, like, yeah. so it, it, They I haven't watched the Korean version yet I've watched like the first two seasons of the American The Doctor and it's good but then they started doing things with the people of color characters and I'm like really mm. you're going to do this and then I just lost interest in it I'm like meh uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to try watching the like the the Korean version is definitely on my my watch list and I think there's even a Japanese version for it too. So yeah, um, but yeah,
1: lots of good stuff to watch. Always stuff to watch. I love K dramas. So <laughs> I think that's the thing. Like out of all of this, you can tell we just love K dramas. Like, we can talk about it all day. Um, I can. You tweet about it pretty much all day. <laughs> where, where
2: You can find my Kamati on Twitter at Carrie C N H twelve C A R R I E C N H one two. Um Yeah. I talk about them pretty regularly. I write about them on my so the block site for my web for my for my podcast. At so so here's what happened. What am I saying? I'm tired. Hold on. So (laughs) So the site that they're posted on is but why though podcast.com and my podcast is called So Here's What Happened and the Twitter handle for that is at shwh underscore pod um, so you can find like the post for my for the podcast episodes on there and for like any interviews that I do because we do interviews with directors writers, anyone in the industry who's willing to talk to us and the write-ups that I do for that is called the am K Grandma's Beyond the Romance and that's what I and that's what I talk about I write about for this site. Awesome
0: Snaps that you've given us, at least for me, from an outsider's perspective, I feel like I learned a whole lot. Like, this is a primer episode for someone like me. So, oh, thank you. So, thank you for coming and spending time with us.
2: Sure, anytime. Anytime about anything. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Definitely, for coming again. Love having you on. Anytime
1: you want to talk K dramas,
2: I will PM you. <laughs> I have this thing. My DMs are open. <laughs> <laughs> <All right.
0: Done. laughs> And I and I think we'll I'll close it out on that on that amazing note. You know we can find the greatest co-host where where can they find you greatest co-host? I have mixed
1: feelings on this again, but okay, <laughs> I am old school. That's old school with the my essence
0: and you can find me at the Wolves Den 25 and then if you want to follow the full podcast Nerds on Hip Hop and then ha- if you want to get in on future on our Instagram it's also Nerds on Hip Hop and if you want to ask if you do the hashtag Nerds on Hip Hop we'll also see if you have any comments you want to say about today's episode too
1: know what your favorite k-drama is or you know what k-drama you should start with and just use that hashtag
0: and ask us yeah and tell us who are the greatest style icons in this because that's that 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 part still stands out for me for sure
2: oh for, fa- for fashion yes. i would have to say okay so there's Kate goblin no I, I i it sounds like i'm buying for as goblin but honestly the fashion in goblin is like on point and there's another one called chief kim the fashion in that is like the suit, like Ooh. Uh, oh, well made and designed. Like, my goodness. So I want to cheap. him. And who else can I think of? Um, there's one, I haven't started watching, but I think it's for like searching dot www. It's a new one. But what I've seen, the fashion in that is really good. Hotel da Luna, which is a new one, the fashion in that, like the cinematography and the design and the fashion. Mm-hmm. It's just good. Um, But there are a lot of them, like, when you, if you want, like, um, if you're a fan of fashion, that like you can go watch almost like, almost any K drama. I would say the last ten years, I've find it really good fashion. But let's ignore the things from like, the nineties, <laughs> because the nineties was bad for everyone. So. <laughs>
0: unless <laughs> retro is your style, unless retro is your style.
2: <laughs> yeah, nineties, early two thousands, fashion was like bad for everyone involved. Like no matter where you <laughs> were in the world, it was trash. Um, I would say like ten in ten years, and coming up to now. Like the fashion has been like. Definitely
1: on point. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think just, like, trench coats in any show, like, they've made me such a fan of trench coats. I've been, like, mm-hmm. for a perfect trench coat. Because, mm-hmm. like, 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 you said, Goblin and City Hunter. Like, yeah. I fall in love with a new trench coat every time. I see. Them.
2: And they have so much trench coats and like, so many shows kill me because, like, um, no matter that I was guessing, with healer. Like, they're supposed to be poor. Where are you getting all these coats from? These fucking pachers. <laughs> so good. It's like almost every other thing is a new coat. Like, I know it's product placement,
0: but still. It's to be a Where are these fitting? Where are they packing these clothes? Where are you stuffing all these jackets? Do you have a locker room desk for your
2: coats? That's great. And I think that is a great way to end today's
1: podcast. Bye,
0: watch a video. That's the message of today's episode. Thank you guys so much.